From the short tracks to the super speedways, from two wheels to four wheels, it's Revved Up ATX on the Horn with Bobby Chaffee and Rodney Rodriguez. This is where Austin talks racing. Revved Up ATX on the Horn, live, local, digital, streaming on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Saturday morning, the lineup rolls on. Talking speed, the fastest hour on Austin Radio. Revved up ATX. Good morning, everybody. My name is Rodney Rodriguez. Across the way is Showtime. Bobby Chaffee behind the glass. Crew chief extraordinaire. The man with the plan. It's Ty Hindo, Ty Henderson. All of you a part of the show. Lots to cover. Got to talk about Chicago. We were just uh, touched on that there with Jamie Frazier. We'll really dig into that. Just a monumental day for NASCAR, it seems like. Later in the show, the Formula One schedule is out for 2024. Formula One calendar, as they call it. Uh, 24 races there. Get to the nuts and bolts of that. Pit stop news and notes. Places for races. All of that. Your thoughts on the Specs text line, 337-3776. We can continue the wrestling talk. We might touch on Tony Romo. Just a lot. Bobby, here we are, man. Uh, Past the halfway point of the racing season, but... I, I'm still not over what we just saw this weekend. That that was something. Um, I've been doing this a long time. I wasn't sure that we'd see something quite like that. Well, they did what it intended to do. I mean, it brought the race to the people. That's the only way you can go to to do it nowadays is take a race to a metropolitan area. So they brought the race to the people. The people came out. Mother Nature, uh, unfortunately, did not cooperate, not like one bit at all last weekend there in Chicago. But um, I think all in all, I mean, TV numbers uh, showed that it was success. Despite the rain, the attendance numbers show it was kind of a success. And there's also a job posting for some type of Chicago position, lead manager position on the NASCAR jobs website. So that would tell you if there's some type of job for Chicago that that race isn't going away anytime soon. Hmm. Job. I wouldn't mind having one of those. Yeah. (laughs) I may have to uh, check that out right there. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good stuff right there. But uh, let's go to the whole shot. So diving in, and that's uh, leading in, and I'm glad I got to talk to Jamie because I specifically wanted to ask you this, and this is what I just told Jamie. Look, Formula One in Vegas, it's not going to miss. It's going to be, I mean, from the The race is going to suck, but the pomp and circumstance is going to be fantastic. From, From the time it came out. Cannot miss Chicago exactly the opposite. This is a bad idea. The the crime rate and, and all of this and the city streets and, and all of this. Now, do you, I mean, Formula One is what it is. Formula One has ice in its veins, all of that good stuff. Do you think Formula One, uh, uh, is the pressure on Formula One now with what NASCAR just pulled off? Because that wasn't supposed to work or and, and then work the way it did. With all of those obstacles, it was still a, I don't know about a Grand Slam home run, but there were probably two runners on. I don't think the pressure is on Formula One as much as the pressure is on Vegas, right? Mm. I I think because there's always that – Formula One just has that illustrious, better-than-now type of attitude towards all series of motorsports, which it does, right? We've talked about it before. The only places in the world to where Formula One is not the top racing series is in the U.S. because of NASCAR and in Australia because of supercars. So I think it's going to be more on Vegas itself – to actually be the showcase, which it probably will. Will the, will the Vegas race outshine Chicago? Absolutely. Will the race itself be as good as it was in Chicago for the NASCAR race? No, not even a little bit. Max, Verstappen's might, Max gonna, might win. Yeah, Verstappen's going to smoke him there in Sin City. I don't know, man. What's up with their McLaren? 
You see that qualifying? We'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it uh, that that's really the whole thing. Where and, and this is when we talk about the the Formula One audience, the new Formula One audience. I think that maybe this is the foot in the door for NASCAR to where, it, like I was talking about a while ago, nobody. Uh, People didn't leave. I mean, they kept coming. They kept coming once it became evident that, that the race was going to go on. And I didn't see, I'm sure there was some, but but I didn't see and I didn't hear a lot of uh, discontent that, that things were delayed and that things may not work out. It became, I was seriously concerned after Saturday when the Saturday race had to be stopped and it was more the city of Chicago putting mm-hmm. the brakes on everything. And the concert, too. That that concerned me. That's where I'm thinking, okay, this is... This is what NASCAR hadn't thought about. This was the element of surprise that they hadn't that they hadn't uh, thought about. But I was curious on Sunday was it was it folks wanting to see the new concept watching this race? Was it folks um, interested in uh, is the outsider going to do well? I, I don't think that that was really the thought yet. Or was this people wanting to see to see how bad of a flop it was going to be? There were probably more people concerned if it was going to be a flop. But even the cheat sheet, the cheap seats like the the free spots around that racetrack were completely packed with people two or three people deep where you could get a glance of the racetrack get a glance of the cars and you didn't have to pay for a seat those spots were packed so there was plenty of there was plenty of just general onlookers that had the thing we say it all the time the cars sell themselves you can watch it on TV. Yes, the beer is cheaper. Yes, the food is cheaper. But when you go and see these cars in person with as loud as they are, as bright as they are, as fast as they are, the cars sell themselves when you see them in person. And that was seriously the case in this situation because the the sounds that you heard throughout the weekend, even with the or with the Xfinity, but but not quite as much. When when you rolled out the Cup cars and they got over there and you you had the the the, the booming sound of that car, you know, with all the buildings and everything. The race course in and of itself, I, I love the views where they'd come over the hill and you had the the city skyline and everything. And it, it's, I, I the eighty they were I saw a stat where they were talking about eighty percent of the folks there were brand new race fans, and this dives right into the point that we have been making on this show since day one that we've been doing this on Saturday mornings here on the horn is where that that new fan that new fan is what's going to take NASCAR to the next level because either you have you have the older fans that are just just frustrated and don't want any part of it or they're stagnant and they're going to watch it and just be negative if you start digging this in this is not going away this is not going away. And the other thing that, that we have been teasing for so long, this 20, talking about the Formula One race calendar coming out, the NASCAR race calendar is going to be coming out soon. And we have said it time after time, it was all going to be pinpointed around this weekend. And the way this weekend shook itself out, man, we're going to have some wholesale changes. Yeah, I think 2024, they talk about the 2024 schedule changing. I think 2025 is going to be the oh, milkshake yeah. year oh, yeah. for sure because it's going to be hard to get the contracts in with a new city. If there was a new city coming in, we probably would have heard it by now uh, through through our friends uh, you know, over there within the know in Charlotte and stuff that we know. But in terms of like the actual success of Chicago, I think it worked. But I just think that the uh, your old fans, your your hardcore fans, your legacy fans, I guess is what we call them, they don't like road course racing anyway. So you take away, you take a road course, you put it in the middle of a big old hunking city, and then instead of having a country fied racetrack, a short track like North Wilkesboro, you know, imagine the imagine the uproar from a legacy fan if you go to Chicago, but yet, I mean, think about it. In the same calendar year within the span of like four races, 
we went a return to North Wilkesboro Speedway, which anybody that ever saw the condition, you would went to say, Martindale. Yeah, you would like <laughs> you'd never you'd never ever think that they'd ever race there again. And then you go to the streets of Chicago. Oh, and by the way, we kicked off the season inside a football stadium in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's unbelievable what's happened. And and I'll tell you what was truly cool to watch, the street course aspect of this, this big old car on that on those bumpy streets right there, that was a whole different element right there. This 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 race car that I mean, you could see it bouncing. I mean, it was it was really cool to watch. No runoff, no runoff on the racetrack whatsoever. And I think that's where a lot of folks are saying, "Oh hell, it's just another road race." No, it's not. Because when you go out, you got Coda, you got all the room. If you happen to miss, you got runoff areas, you got gravel, you have all of this. All you had over there was tire barriers. And oh by the way, watching these guys. How great is this race car? Call it a kit car. Call it whatever you want to call it. I call it a badass car because these these guys were taking shots and they just pick it up and they just drive right off. That's right, going They're just firewall firewall deep into a tire barrier, four tires deep, and not a scratch on these cars. It's it's. Uh, I saw Kyle Busch's car had a little bit of damage, but but then you look up and the guy's just in the tire wall, and here he is back in the top ten. I mean, this is this race car right here is is living up to everything that it was supposed to do. And and, I, and what is becoming very evident to me is we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, hornfm.com, all the podcasts. This dirt, no offense to dirt, I worked at a dirt track last night. You're working at a dirt track tonight. I love dirt late models. I love modifieds. I love street stocks, eye stocks, all of that stuff. Those are dirt cars. This is not a dirt car. No. Let's be done with this Bristol thing. Let Bristol be what it needs to be. Run the trucks, like you say. and um, Pick a short track, run a truck. And let's go from there. That that's all that needs to happen. Yeah, we don't need to have the cup cars back on dirt. No, no, absolutely not. It the the first time, yeah, cool. I think the Coliseum has run its course. It uh, it was something. Yes, great the first time. The second time, eh, I still hope it's done. not a points race in twenty twenty four. No, I I, I, hope I, not. I I hope it's not either. And that's that's really where it's going to be interesting to watch uh, the dominoes fall where they do, but. But this weekend really uh, solidified uh, the new NASCAR to me because it was a totally different audience. And and what I thought was really interesting that I heard throughout the weekend from several different folks that we listened to, whether it be um, on SiriusXM or, or on, on see it on Twitter, where, where folks are like, it's really cool to have NASCAR in Chicago. Well, it's been there before. It's been there for a long time. Well, I mean, Juliet, which is like 40 miles away, but Chicago's a very big metropolitan area, so... Yeah, and that's you're capturing that that new audience, and that's that's what you have to do. And it'll be interesting to see what t- tomorrow going to Atlanta, because you go from I guess not a traditional race or spot in Chicago, Illinois. Here you go, going back to the southern hotbed of 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 Atlanta. You know, one mm-hmm. of the staples on the circuit that now races like a super speedway. That's going to give you all the excitement that you want. I mean, that's tie for you. That this is going to be like a Daytona. This is a Talladega. This is where you're going to have the the. You don't know what to expect. The big one. Yeah, you're going to have the big one. And this is where kind of diving into this. You know what? What do we had? Twelve winners. Twelve, including SVG. Yeah. We're getting eight races out from the playoffs. You think we're going to stack sixteen again? Because what do we got? That cutoff line is close it, too. It, Those points are super. It's like what twenty five points yeah. from fourteenth to like twentieth in the points. Yeah, and you've got you've got t- two road courses. You've got Atlanta. You got Daytona, Pocono, which can be <laughs> strategy. So uh, I mean, here we are again. New yeah. Hampshire. Ty Gibbs is sixteenth. He is six points ahead of Suarez, who is seventeenth. 
10 points ahead of, of McDowell, who's 18th. AJ's 24 back in 19th. Bowman is 26 back. And those guys haven't won. And they all can win at any of these races. They all can win. Including Ty Gibbs. Unfortunately, we hate to say that sometimes. but And including Chase Elliott. That's right. Chase Elliott's got to win one, too. That, that's another. That, that It hasn't happened for him yet. And But going back to this, I think that this is going to be circled Chicago weekend. It's going to be, yeah, it wasn't the Hooters 500 from 1992. It wasn't. Um, the 1976 Daytona 500. It wasn't the first Winston Cup 1972 modern day era, you know, any of that stuff. It wasn't Richard Petty's wins, you know, in the dirt tracks back in the day. But it's going to be circled as a a day monumental to NASCAR. Yes, great race, great drive. But uh, so much of it is going to be, which this would have never worked in the old NASCAR, where a massive day in your sport happens when somebody comes in and just absolutely takes all of your stars to the woodshed because that's exactly what SVG did. He waxed them pretty good, uh, even with the strategy portion. I mean, with with eight laps to go, his lap time was a second and a half faster than anybody else. <laughs> I mean, he was he was just ready. He was lighting the candle, getting ready to wax them. But I think, like I said before, this is the most important race since 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the not the Hooters 500, but the the Winston that year, yeah. where we lit the super yep. speedway, changed the course of NASCAR. Yes, it hurt the Saturday night short tracks for the next 25, 30 years after that, because they could start running Cup races on, in cooler conditions on Saturday night. But this way, with this road course, uh, I, I just think that uh, and and Supercars is loving it too. I mean, they're now getting a chance to get an international audience uh, for this stuff. Like every single thing was congratulating Van Ginsbergen about winning. And then it was like, boom, here's your way to watch him race his home track in Australia. In fact, they got a big race happening this weekend, international stuff. Um, you know, it's only like 75 bucks U.S. dollars to watch the V8 supercars. Yeah, yeah. and this is where we, we've said it since since the car of tomorrow, or the car of tomorrow. The next-gen car came out. This, this car is derived from a car like that. Um, it took us for, for, for folks that may have, have be detractors of us or think that we don't know what we're talking about when we talk about the makeup of that car. I think that uh, Van Gisbergen just proved our point. Yeah. Because close enough. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on that restart to start 18th. And, and I got to tell you, it, it, it does suck um, for the second place guy because there's his chance to get in the playoffs. I would, I would have loved to see him win, but sorry. The bigger story was SVG winning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's the bigger story internationally for NASCAR? SVG winning in Chicago or Garage 56? I think it's got to be the Garage 56 because I, I think w- what it did, and again, the, the beautiful timing right here of NASCAR to pull all this together. I mean, you, you'd already, you had, you had these guys on track here at Coda, but you didn't have that kind of performance. But when you put this guy in the car, and, and I mean, hey, I, Justin Marks is a genius a genius to put him in this car, and and you come on out and, and right on the heels, right on the heels of Le Mans, um, for this to happen where you're already starting to hone in, you've already pulled in a little bit of that audience that were like, hey, this is something a little different. And then boom, here's this. Folks aren't even talking about. It. I was talking to some folks uh, a little earlier this morning to where we haven't even heard. Well, the race was shortened. He won a shortened race. That didn't even come up. Man, it came up a little bit. Some of the guys that got screwed, Truex was complaining about it a little bit. Uh, some of the guys running up front before mm-hmm. there, when they when they shuffled, and the guys that got caught in the big one, uh, that big one in, I guess, turn 12 yeah. or whatever it was, yeah. with the 14-car pileup. Yeah. They were a little upset about it, but I think that overall, I think the success, I think it's one of those things where everybody won. 
NASCAR won with a success. The supercars won because their guy came in and waxed everybody. And then, you know, the international field with Garage 56 has manufacturers mm-hmm. involved and in, in interested. I think that's big for the sport. I think the Garage 56 did more to get manufacturers involved. Whereas the, the the and international fans, whereas the two race the race in Chicago was more about getting some of the American fans fired up and and getting that settled down. And so they did a, they did an amazing job to get this pulled off. I mean, because the the weather was horrible. I mean the, I mean we saw the the, the pictures of the tires in, in the rain. Tires floating down pit road. I yeah. mean, unbelievable. And here's here's where we can tie this thing back. Let, let's rewind a few years to the first race at Coda. That right there, I, I think that's what. If, if that would have happened at Chicago, this is where we'd have had all the people saying, told you so, told you so, but NASCAR was ready. This time they were ready. They did a hell of a job getting that getting that place dried up because flat, no runoff, no, nowhere for the water to go, but it went somewhere. They learned so much at Coda during that monsoon, racing in that monsoon. It proved, yes, we can race in the rain, but no, we can't race in a monsoon, and no, we can't race on a flooded race course. In fact, nobody can race on a flooded race course no. with, with standing no. water there in the middle. None of them do it. No. The only place that races with standing water are the 4 by 4 off-road races. And that's where everybody, there's that fine line right there where everybody wants to go back to, well, they're on rain tires. No, they're not. They're on wet weather tires. Yeah. Big difference. Big difference. And even... Hey, you you know, I read Denny Hamlin before that. As we're in that delay, he tweets out NASCAR. Please don't do this. Do not put us in this position. Don't do this. This can't happen. After the race, Denny Hamlin, of all people, I was wrong. Whoa, you get him to say he was wrong about something he said. Wow, you've 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 done something. He didn't even say it. On, I guess he probably ended up backing it up on actions detrimental. Got got to go in there and check that out, but. It um, the the win from from SVG. I, I think that makes this even more popular because it did. I mean, a lot of folks, a lot of the, the uh, you know more veteran race fans that I like to talk about that they don't like these guys. You, you know, they don't like our stars. I mean, they they want the other guys back. You want Tony. You want Jeff. You want Jimmy. Well, maybe you don't want Jimmy, but you want Kale. You want Daryl. You want those guys. But when you have this guy come in, I mean, seriously, it was never popular back when Dan Gurney would go to Riverside and beat Richard Petty and David Pearson and all these guys. Yeah. It was like, he needs to get back to whatever he's doing. Not this guy. Hell, we want to put him in series next year. Yeah, he's already got a couple offers. So this is for the people that are still trying to, to figure out how big of a deal oh. this is for Shane Van Ginsbergen to win in his debut start. It hasn't happened since 1960. It's been 60 years since somebody did it. The other five times, 1948, when NASCAR first started, 1949, right after they started, 1949, 1950. Other than that, you got uh, the Johnny Rutherford yeah. and the Sick. And that's a qualifying race. That's, qualifi- that's a, ten- <laughs> yeah. a qualifying race for Daytona, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that wasn't this, but. You know, 60 years, though, for that to happen. That is amazing. It's crazy. And that's we see so many of these guys that come over. I mean, we saw it firsthand at Coda with Jensen Button and these guys that come in. And, you know, I, it's it's a totally different environment. And this is the thing you didn't hear with Jensen Button and those guys. It was like, well, these guys lean on each other. You remember? We, he was much better prepared for Chicago. He was. Had he not spun he on was. pit road, he'd have got a top 10. I, I think so. I think he was, and and how much better? How much better were the Rick Ware cars or the Rick Ware car, the fifteen after 
you know, the, the, the Le Mans. I mean. You mean the Tony Stewart uh, 15? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with the Rick Ware yeah. sticker on it. Yeah, 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 that one, that one. It outran all the others. It outran all the other Stuart <laughs> Haas cars, the yeah. other SHR cars. But it, um, it was really cool to watch, and I'm glad they got it pulled off. I like the concept. Um, it really is just a matter of getting getting folks there, and to see them stacked the way they were stacked there, watching this, and really enjoying it. I mean, it's really nice to see when you turn a race on um, to just. This felt Formula One to me. Mm-hmm. This felt mm-hmm. Formula One, except the race was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, short race, place was jammed, um, popular winner, and boom, there you go. And, you know, I'm here in New York. I'm here in Denver. I'm here in, in Seattle. Seattle. Uh, there's lots of different places to do this. It takes, L.A. It, yep. Takes a lot of work. Um, and that you, when, when the city of Chicago said, look— if this has got to go into Monday, we can figure out a way to make it work. That's when I said, oh, man. That was my second aha moment because that was my thought. It's like, how are you going to race on Monday when all these knuckleheads got to go to work? Well, I think the plus was that the, with the July 4th holiday coming in where it was coming in, a lot of a lot of people were off on that Monday. That's true. So it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. But I don't know, man. I think that it was uh, it was monumental and it lived up to the hype. TV numbers are great. Most watched NBC race in, what, seven, eight years uh, Chicago rating nine point nine on NBC. Four and a half million people. That's right. Uh, two That's a point, lot of nuggets. Two point six six or uh, what was it? Three point four rating. I mean, it was great. Just yeah. unbelievable, successful, and delayed. That's right. Delayed. Delayed with a huge rating like delayed that. Delayed with a huge rating like that. Super good stuff. Coming up, Formula One schedule is out. Twenty four races. Is this the perfect calendar? We'll break that down. Uh, also want to talk about some of the changes coming up in Formula One, not only engines, but uh, other stuff that uh, may be uh, changing there as well. That's next right here on Revved Up ATX on the Horn. We're live, local, digital, streaming on the Horn app at hornfm.com. After the party, it's the Waffle House. If you've ever been here, you know what I'm talking about. Where people don't dance, all they do is this. And after the original, you know what it is. Remix, it had to go down. I got something else to tell you about the new Motown. Where people don't visit, they move out here. And ain't no telling who you might see up in Lenox Square. I don't know about you, but I miss the Freak Nick. Because that's when my city used to be in the People from other cities used to drive to the ATX. Is that, uh, what's his name? Tim, Tim Westwood? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I got it. Oh, yeah, man. There you go, right there. Coming to the ATL, baby. There it is. ATL. They still call it the Dirty South, don't they? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I think I they know. do. Do they still yeah, call it Dirty I, I, South? I think they do. I think they do. Yeah. Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. That's what the NASCAR, they just say Hot Atlanta. Nashville you may, you may and hear Hot that Atlanta. tune tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I bet uh, you hear the devil went down to Georgia tomorrow. Once or twice. At least. Once or twice. Yeah, because I think uh I think we just passed the anniversary uh, that Charlie Daniels passed. So yes, we will definitely hear that. Maybe we'll hear Bad Street Atlanta GA by Michael P. S. Hayes and the Freebirds. <laughs> that maybe we'll get to hear that one at uh Atlanta. Atlanta's gonna be a lot of fun. Atlanta's gonna be a whole lot of fun. Um uh, I wanted to ask both of you guys, have you got your threads account yet? Yeah, no. I, I did. I did. It's so easy to sign up. You just pop in your your Instagram stuff. So if you had an Instagram, it's pretty easy to sign up. Yeah, I went ahead. I went ahead and and, and did mine. Uh, my job on Wednesday. They were like, "Hey, you got to get your threads." Well, don't really need that particular thread anymore. <laughs> but yeah. uh, how, yeah. how is it? 
I mean, it's simple. Oh, I mean, it, it, it seems pretty simple yeah, to use. Yeah, pretty easy. Yeah. My, my, my boss was like, oh, yeah, check this out. All you do is this, this, and this. And it, uh, I mean, it's not a bad thing, I guess. I mean, just another distraction, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Twitter-ish, but it's like, it actually, if you think about the way Twitter would have been at the start of the dot-com era with the way you reply on like a yeah. an old school thread on like an internet message board, that's basically what it looks like. It, it really is. And it's, it's really- like a Facebook comments, comment section kind of. Yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly kinda, what yeah, it is. Yeah. But it, but it's got like the Instagram down on the bottom where you can do the the little to reply and then the heart and all of that. So it's it's a combination of the both of them is really what it is. And I mean, I don't know. It's going to be curious to see what happens right there because Twitter. And again, I, I mean, we all in this industry use Twitter a lot. I mean, because it's you know instantaneous it, yeah, information. Yeah. I mean, that's where you go for your news. I mean, and depending which way you lean, you know which way to go or where you want to go on Twitter. But it um, it's just something else to me to where I don't know it uh, again another distraction just another distraction uh, your your screen time or whatever they call it it's going to pick up because just another place to do it it's easy to follow people I mean because it like brings everybody in it brings over your Instagram it'll bring over your Instagram uh, followers or what not your followers but the people you follow on Instagram mm-hmm. if they have a if they have a Threads account you can import that so yeah. Yeah. that helps out instantaneously although some some people i follow on instagram i didn't necessarily want to follow on threads well, they, they, they yeah. need to follow them twice that's, that's the whole thing it's like yeah i see you enough once but it, it, we might have to have a young teen come in next week here revved up atx and uh give us a tutorial on how to effectively use that for what its intended purpose i guess its intended purpose is to take a shot at the twitter i guess is what that is basically it, yeah it's really here we go again i mean it's just oh man it's just Conflict, conflict everywhere, it seems like. But um, that's okay. Just uh, something else to do right there. Uh, Formula One calendar, we'll, we'll talk about that. But we talk in the show a lot about the old school versus new school, old school drivers versus the new school drivers and dad's money and the veterans and the guys that have done this a long time. Well, you had the ARCA series, the Arca Menard series yesterday. Where are they at? Mid-Ohio? Mid-Ohio. Uh, Mid-Ohio and you have one of, one of the young bucks uh, you have a young dude by the name of uh, Sean Hingarani who seems to be able to get himself in trouble a lot. I mean, it's one of those guys where um, maybe not the most respect for, for a lot of people, which we see that in a lot of young drivers. Yeah, we see that in a lot of young drivers. And that's drivers. where young drivers need to be a little bit better. Well, he gets in there and he starts roughing up Bob Shatt, who Bob Shatt, um, man, this what goes. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When somebody tells you something that's wrong, Ty, just say, Bob Shatt. <laughs> That's Bob Shat. <laughs> yeah, um, this guy's been around forever, and I mean, it, it, there's video almost of, as good as Jack Hewitt. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Man, now we're gonna get Bucky in here, Doctor William Cannon, and all these yeah. other different things. Going on. Oh my goodness. Um, Bob Shat been around forever. Uh, back in the seventies, eighties. I mean, there, there's video of him, this spectacular crash at Daytona back. Uh, I think around nineteen seventy nine, the year that they had the first live uh, uh, race there in the Arca two hundred. Uh, he has this massive crash. So this young guy Hingarani takes Bob Shat out. Just takes him out. Somebody goes to Bob Shack's not motorhome. Bob Shad ain't got a motorhome. You'll see it on YouTube. He has like a like a travel trailer. Yeah, an RV. An RV. Yeah. An, an, an RV, and goes and asks Bob Shat about the young guy. And this is what the veteran says about the young dude. All right, Bob Shack here at Mid Ohio after an eventful day after coming back for the first time in a while. <laughs> you had an incident with the 15 of Sean Hingarani where he spun you. What did you see from your viewpoint? Uh, the kid's an idiot. I mean, I I got into the grass there a little bit, so I 
my spotter told me he was coming, so I stayed to the inside there. He didn't waste any time. He just ran up on me and spun me out. So, Have you had the chance to say anything to him after? Nah, nah, I'm old school. I'll get him Watkins Glen, maybe, you know, but it'll be big. <laughs> We're just going to spin him out. We're going to wreck him. All right, and Watkins Glen the next race then? Yep. Yeah. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> Calls a shot. I like the reporter. All righty. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, the guy's he like, looks uh, like the video. Uh, he looks like he was pretty done with the with the interview at that point. Yes, yes, uh, because he did. They just like went into his personal space, and it. Uh, hey, calling his shot. I mean, literally, calling his calling his shot. It. Um, there you go. There, there's the difference between new and old school drivers. Yeah, kids an idiot. You know, we heard that before. We hear Ty, that a we we'll have to show you the Jack Hewitt interview on YouTube. It's it's not appropriate for airwaves, uh, you know, FCC I, yeah. stuff. But you, we'll have to show it to you. You know what we're talking about after you get I to like, watch I it. I feel like there's a lot of old school racing stuff that I need to to catch up on to really learn the history and appreciate it a little bit more. Oh man, a AJ Foyt's one of the best. Oh, that you, one, that one, and that was live TV. <laughs> live, live TV. They ask AJ Foyt about Jeff Andretti, and he, oh my goodness, it uh, he just lets it go. I mean, he just let at the eighty two five hundred when uh, Coogan uh, when when Coogan wrecked him, he just Boom, live TV, and it's always funny because, like the reporters, Chris Konamaki there at, at Indianapolis. Here's AJ going off. He's like, "All right, thanks, AJ. Uh, you know, send it back to the tower or whatever." The Never thing missed is. a beat that Konamaki did. Oh man, AJ Cuss, cussing and everything. Like oh, oh yeah, yeah. Just, live, live TV. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's great. Oh yeah, and they just let it roll. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they had delay back then. Uh, yeah. This is where you're like really happy with some of these guys where it's like you wouldn't back in the day you wouldn't have wanted like Juan Pablo Montoya to wreck AJ Foyt because AJ Foyt's going to say something really bad. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. going to say something really bad and uh not like, very politically correct not, for sure. No, not politically correct at all. Uh yeah, AJ Foyt. Yeah, check him out. But uh, We we'll have to show those two to you when we're done. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Formula One on the calendar, 24. The maximum they're going to do is 24, and I'll be damned they're doing 24. And Bobby, now they just need 24 teams? No, they need 24 teams. Did you see them? Uh, did you see the, the little scuttlebutt there? We've talked about Andretti. Michael Andretti is dead set on getting into Formula One. I mean, he's, he's going to figure out a way to do it. Uh, hopefully, if they'll let him. If they let him in the cool club, it's like, uh, it, isn't that the cool thing? It's like, okay, we haven't decided. We haven't decided if we want to let you in our club yet. I think he'll get in. I think he will. Uh, I mean, so you have it's that. all about money. The money, of course. If the money works itself out, he'll get in. Now you got Spire on the 7 and the 77 for the uh, balance of the year. And I hear people saying, oh, Andretti's going to buy Spire. Uh, Andretti's going to buy, uh, what's that team called? Spire Motorsports. Uh, Spire Motorsports. Well, he does have an interest in wanting to come to NASCAR. Well, and Marco's in a truck race. Uh, so, hey, where uh, there's where there's smoke. Well, where there's smoke, there's fire. He better have a lot of money. I don't know. Do you think he's going to back away from the Formula One? Do you think he's like, ah, I don't want to be in your club. Now, I want to be in this other cool club that just just did a masterful job in Chicago. I want to be in the good old boy network. Not really good old boy network anymore. No, not really. I mean, I think it'd be a good ownership uh, change in both Formula One and NASCAR. But I don't know. Uh, money by speed. How fast do you want to go? Uh, that's the whole thing, because uh, I think with if that were going to be the case, if he were interested in Spire, I think it uh, it would be I, I think you pick one. I mean, because obviously it would probably be cheaper for him to, to buy Spire and 
be on the NASCAR side. You, you got a couple of pretty good wheel men it's right always, there. It's always, that's why Justin Marks bought Chip Ganassi. It was easier to break in that way by buying Chip Ganassi out than it was to start a team from scratch. No doubt about it. And that was, as we were in Nashville a couple of weeks ago, there were so many people that were talking about with Justin Marks. It's like, you say Tennessee, you ain't based in Tennessee, you're in North Carolina. He's like, yeah, I bought that shop. <laughs> He's like, I, I, I'm able to buy this race shop with all this stuff. Yeah, I'm going to just uproot it and move it to Nashville. My company is based in Nashville. My important people are in Nashville. My resources happen to be in North Carolina, yeah. which is where the hub of NASCAR is. Yeah, Ty Norris is in North Give Carolina. Break. Give me a break. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The business runs out of Tennessee. Don't mess with Justin Marks. No. We need that guy. Yeah, he's he's the the new, he's he's the new owner, the new definition of a NASCAR owner that we've been needing for about ten years. Yes, sir, he certainly is. And with the new brass at NASCAR, it all comes together and it works pretty dadgum good. Back to Formula One. So with Formula One, with all these dates, the one thing that I'm really noticing on here, Bobby, that that uh, I mean, it, people can refresh my brain. Um, there's a lot of like three in a row. I think there's two three in a rows here uh, in May. Uh, you, you got three in a row there. Is that right? Yeah, May fifth, mm-hmm. May, May well, no. Geogra- there's a break geographically, in there. they tried to yeah. condense the calendar to a certain extent where you don't have to travel near as far. Apparently, something to do with zero emissions. They're trying to get to zero emissions by like 2030, mm. uh, or carbon neutral, maybe is what they call it. Yeah. So they're trying to to limit the travel costs since they have to put this stuff in shipping containers and ship it all over the world and, in airplanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as easy as uh, some of the other stuff uh, that we watch, but it. Uh, you know, it, it baffles me quite often that that folks are saying, you know, with with the now the abundance of of Formula One races. I mean, why why do you think? Kind of a no brainer, don't you think? Why there's more Formula One races? It's <laughs> money. Hey, Ty, do we have like a money like sound effect in there or something? You know, like a winning like a like a slot machine winning money. Like that's what it's all about. One. Yep. Yeah. yeah. This cash rules everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know, I I don't understand why they keep adding races to the calendar. Because the people are going to go watch it. The races suck, but people are still showing up in droves and droves yeah, and droves. Yeah, pe- people are going to go buy the shirts and buy the caps. And it's a seventy. It's tie it seventy dollars for a Formula One hat. Seriously, yeah, that's dude. ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, I just I don't understand how it's enjoyable to watch. I've never watched one, but when like one guy or two people are winning every single race, yeah, and that's I don't understand why that's second, the case. Second either. on back is good. Sometimes second oh. to fifth is usually pretty competitive, but first to second. Yeah, but yeah, no, who boom. wants to watch the, the the race for second place? Right, uh, and 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 it's back to what what we've been talking about. Here's our story for for the here's the feel good story for the weekend the, this weekend. Max is on the pole, but like I said, Arrow McLaren second and third. They qualify second and third. So there's your there's your hey here's Max again, but. But you know what? It's the chrome paint jobs on the McLaren. Oh yeah, that's what it is. The chrome, it's they're, the chrome that came back. They're that's, shiny, man. They're yeah, pretty shiny. It's the, it's the chrome that came back made the McLarens faster. But the, the whole thing is with that. Even though we're like ah, Max, whatever. This whole McLaren doing this. Hell, Williams. Uh, I saw people excited because a Williams qualified eighth. That is big, though. <laughs> it is big. That's a huge but, story. But that's going to be big stories. But but when you look at NASCAR and IndyCar, you don't give a damn who qualified eighth. I mean, you could have one of the Rick Ware cars, the real Rick Ware cars, quali- yeah. qualify eighth and be like, eh, had a good day. <laughs> uh, th- this car equals things. But I-, I tell you, yeah, I mean, why 24 races? Is this getting to be too much? Um, well, these, are, these athletes are paid a lot of money. 
They're paid a lot of money, and with this growth and 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 the places they get to go, you know, it's it's one thing for these guys. What did they like, add though? What did we? I thought China, we had, China's back on. China's back. China so twenty three yeah. this year. Now they're back to twenty four. Yeah, China, up to twenty four. China had been gone because of the COVID, so it's back on there. And again, I mean, you add that. I mean, hell, that, that's not like adding some rinky dink race. I mean, that that uh, that's it. That's, that's a road course. It in Shanghai. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a city course, like a mm-hmm. street course. And, you know, it, it's so funny. Now, now people realize, because, like, I see a lot of people, you know, following this throughout the week with Formula One. It's like, new race fans. Oh, the British Grand Prix. Okay, do you know when they first ran that? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> been a, a long been time. Been there a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. It is the Southern 500 for the NASCAR fans. It's the Southern 500 of F1. 1950 was the first time that uh, you had the British Grand Prix. Uh, Actually, the, in that same year, the Southern 500, 1950? I believe so, 1949, yeah. 1949, 1950. Um, but here we go. This is Lewis Hamilton's place. Uh, eight wins there uh, in the British Grand Prix. Steadily getting better, Mercedes. Um, I, I think we have a. I think Mercedes has a new front wing. We have a couple of manufacturers that have new front wings this week, and that's. Um, I, I got a call from somebody else during the week, and they were talking about you know with Formula One. Hey, they're they're changing the wings and all that. I'm like, they need to do a lot more than that to catch Red Bull. Yeah, <laughs> that that's not gonna. I mean, it might help, little. Shave a couple of seconds off. Yeah, what, what, that McLaren second and third is pretty big. Though. Th- that really is. That that's huge. That is huge. And that and that is where you do have a little bit of parity in there. And and if they're able to to finish a job, if they're able to finish a job, I'm not even talking about getting on the podium. Uh, I mean, get yourself a top six. Yeah, you get one of those cars in the top six. Maybe maybe Lando. Maybe that's a huge win. A podium it, is like a win oh, for them. A podium absolutely is huge for them. And but I keep waiting. I keep waiting for Alonzo to pick up a win. He's fading. He's fading. A little bit. Just a little bit, but we'll see. But Vegas, before the race is even on, they already have the date for 2024. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what is that? November? I didn't even realize. November 23rd. The the, the thankful season. That's right. I'm thankful for Formula One, are going to say all the Americans. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, calendar's out, and yes, they will be in Austin October the 20th, but we still got to have this year's race, and of course, uh, we'll have plenty of coverage of that. Plenty of coverage and all stuff ready to rock and roll for COTA there at F1, or F1 there at COTA. I'll say it right in a second. That's it, United States Grand Prix. Coming up, uh, places for races, pit stop news and notes. I've got to touch on some IndyCar. Uh, speaking of Max Verstappen, we got Max Verstappen Jr. over there in IndyCar. We'll talk about him and uh, lots more. It is your Saturday morning lineup on the Horn. We're live local digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Driving music. That is, isn't it? Southbound and down Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Spot for NASCAR. Ty Hindo back there. Great I think job. he enjoys the challenge of trying to find music uh, where they race you, at. He does a good job right there, man. 
Real That's the good. first thing he asked when I saw, when I popped into the studio yeah. this morning. He says, where are they racing at? I'm like, they're racing in Atlanta. He says, ooh, all right. <laughs> Southern Fried Rock. Remember they used to have that album back in the day that they would advertise? I think it was like KTEL, Southern Fried Rock. And it is all the classic rock hits, you know, really good stuff. Yeah. My dad probably has it somewhere. Still an amazing album and 45 collection that that man has of uh, classic country music and stuff. Just really good stuff. Really good stuff. My well, if he never lets go of stuff, why well, you don't let go of stuff? I imagine his collection's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. I know where I get that from, and, and I also know where I get my got to have a TV in every room, for crying out loud, because um, that's, that's exactly what he does. Revved up ATX on the horn. We've talked it all. Wrestling, racing, and yeah, Ty, I'm going there. I'm with you, Romo, dude. I was, I told a, Romo, I, I heard Johnny talking about it. It is going to be like a John Madden situation. It, it is going to be because he, he he's changed. That's what John Madden did back in the day. John, John Madden changed that color analyst, uh, took it to a whole different uh, realm there with, with Pat Summerall. The way that Romo watches these games, I mean, the thing is when I watch Romo, uh, Romo and Dak to me, yes, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but Romo and Dak to me are in the same where I remember back with Romo like I do with Dak now. It's like I'm, I'm waiting for him to make a mistake, unfortunately. That's just life as a Cowboys fan, I think. That's At exactly least my right. entire lifetime as a Cowboys fan. You, you get to the moment of you know where, where you need to make it happen, and it's simply it very rarely does, mm-hmm. especially in the playoffs. Day right. late and a dollar short. That's it. And, and it's one of those things where I, I – so many times for Tony Romo, it, it was that it was that press conference where he's sitting there, whether he's got the cap on backwards or, or whatever, he's sitting there and he's owning a mistake or, or owning a loss and putting it all on his shoulders. And to me, that's a great leader. Yeah, that that was one of my points. Was like those. I feel like those Cowboys teams didn't have nearly as much talent as no. you know today. What Dak Prescott has around him, Tony Romo. Far and away a better quarterback than Dak Prescott, in my and, opinion. And the most memorable one, I mean, and it was the first, the first of a few, is the Seattle game with with when oh. he, the holder. I mean, his hands, his head in his hands. I mean, that right there. And it, and it was just time after time. And what breaks my heart for Tony Romo, and and I just wish he could, I just wish it could have gone a little longer because they finally had. They finally had the offensive line that was going to take care of him and allow him to to work that magic that he did so well. And they just drafted Zeke. And they just got Zeke and Dak Dak got it. Yeah. I mean it's not even I mean it's just one of those things, mm-hmm. but it it there it was. Finally, 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 finally he would have he would he would have taken them that we wouldn't be in this drought had he been able to play. I mean we were in the drought with him. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but 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 we had I think we had pieces in place. I don't know. It, it was it was a really cool moment for me when he had that final drive. When Romo comes off the bench, they put him in, and boom, right down the field they score, and it's like okay, the, bookend a a heartbreaking career. His story's kind of heartbreaking to me because it's like what could have been. It's like that teenage crush. What could have been? But also the fact that he even got a shot coming where he was from and. Buried on the depth chart for a few years behind what, like Drew Henson and yeah. Vinny Testaverde and those guys, and then what was his his first pass ever was a pick six. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. a pick. Yeah, we were we were <laughs> we were on our honeymoon. <laughs> we were on a honeymoon way back, and it was a Monday night game. It was Drew Bledsoe? They pulled yeah. Drew Bledsoe out. Yeah, they pulled Bledsoe out. We turn it on. I'm like nine. Who's that? And boom, there it was. And then what a season! I mean, he he does incredible things that year, and he becomes 
uh, you, you have all the homosexuals everywhere, <laughs> and it, it was uh, it was really cool. Yeah, that, that they were trying. The, the guys in the big ugly tailgate were trying to act like nobody likes Tony Romo. So oh, he's extremely popular. Well, they were also trying to mess with me. But. Of course, of course. No, and, and that's okay. Uh, it was one of those things, being the, being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, unless you're Roger Staubach or Troy Aikman, maybe Don Meredith, um, you're, you're, you're going to be ridiculed. I mean, I mean this, this poor guy right now, he, um, again, I, I think he needs some, fun, some tweaking. But, um, and you were talking about Jerry loving his players. It's because of the stories like Dak and, and Romo and the guys that he kind of, I'm sure he says that he picks and turns him into these miracles. But it, um, yeah, he does. He loves his guys, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Sometimes. I'm, I'm, I am a fan of Jerry Jones, despite yeah. all the, yeah. you know, stupid stuff he does. Sometimes it's bad for business, but that's okay. Um, you know, dedication, commitment, that's not the, that bad of a thing. Nope. All right, there you go. Tony Romo, I'm with you. I got a lot of Romo jerseys. I got like four of them, dude. <laughs> I got a lot of Zeke jerseys, too. I don't know what I'm going to start doing with those. We'll dress up for Halloween next year and go trick-or-treating. <laughs> um, I'll be the old guy, Romo. Um, IndyCar, Bobby. Uh, places or pit stop news and notes. Uh, Alex Pillow, maybe we'll let him sit out a race so he'll lose. What is he, four out of five? Yeah, four out of five, three in a row. Yeah. Only one he didn't win was Indy. Should have won. He should have <laughs> won, won, won that won one. That one yeah. Oh my goodness! It uh, he's man. Uh, Annihilating that field with the points lead right now. He is, dude. He really is. I mean, it's eighty some odd. Uh, no, it's over a hundred points. I think it is. As he wins again right there uh, over a couple of legends right there. Um, Bobby, I, I'm curious. We've talked about Zane Smith uh, on this show. Uh, obviously, uh, Truck Series uh, phenom right there in the Fords. What's going to happen to him? Is he? Uh, Where's he going to go? Or is he going to stay in a truck or two Xfinity? La- two landing spots for him is going to be at Stuart Haas. Mm. Oh, the 10, maybe. The 10, maybe. Uh, or he's going to end up in the front row 38 uh, and just replace a, a, a solid Todd Gilliland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be. And I don't think Chevy wants him to go in. I don't think Ford wants him to go into a Chevy for sure. They 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 better hold on to him. Yeah, they, they better They'd hold let on another to him. one go if if he goes out of there. Yeah, uh, definitely got to hold on to that guy because he's he he does some really good things and uh, very bright future uh, for that young man Zane Smith. Uh, keep your eye, uh, keep your ears open for that one. You see, uh, Richard Childress going to drive the twenty nine car uh, tomorrow. Bring him, I guess, pace car. Yeah. Pretty cool um, kind of monumental moment right there for Kevin Harvick. Uh, his first win back in uh, 01, that was uh, after he replaced the um, legend, Dale Earnhardt. Uh, big win right there. Kevin Harvick here on his final tour in NASCAR. He's sitting seventh in the point standings. One of those guys kind of on the outside looking in if we get to 16 wins. So be a, be a good time for him to kind of pick himself. I want him to win one in his final season. Yeah, you always want to see somebody go out with at least a win. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of, you know, with Jimmy Johnson not able to do that, um, you know, you hate to see another legend. Hey, hate to, but I think Kevin Harvick is is much more competitive right now than than Jimmy was at that time. Well, he yeah. wasn't competitive in Chicago. Yeah, that's but. true, man. He, yeah. he he didn't want to be there. Yeah, he couldn't get out of his own way. <laughs> he, he did not want to be there, man. He's he was like the slowest. Did you see that in practice? Yeah, it's like Kevin Harvick is the slowest and way slow. And Wait nothing slow. beats the toilet paper scene there when they did the rain delay there at the driver's only broadcast <laughs> oh, for Charlotte. Yeah, that was awesome. The toilet paper of his, uh, and that's expensive toilet paper, that uh, oh, yeah. that RV no-ply toilet paper. No doubt. Uh, I, I, so have you heard that they're talking about Days of Thunder 2? Heard about it. I'll believe it when I see it. Days of Thunder 2. I, uh, but I never <sighs> thought we'd see a Top Gun sequel. So I still haven't seen that. 
Really? I'll have to send it to you. I haven't seen that. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, really? If you, I mean, no. Top Gun's your, your thing. Yeah, I mean. So, they, they got all the right. classic scenes in there. That's cool. Remade. That's cool. Kinda. Yeah, that's good. I'll check it out. I don't know about Days of Thunder 2. Days of Thunder 1 was, was you know, whatever. I mean, I, I kind of think to it. I remember sitting in a movie theater watching that, a young, young lady I was hanging out with at the time, and uh, I, I used to always in, invite her to go to the races, uh, you know, at the Longhorn. You know, let's go to Longhorn. Let's go to Longhorn on Saturday <laughs> night, baby. Let's go to Longhorn. See if we, uh, I get you some some cold beer and nachos. No, I don't. I don't really think I like that. And so, so we go off and we watch Days of Thunder, and she's like, "Wow, is that really what? Is that what it's like at Longhorn?" I'm like, uh, "No, it's better at Longhorn. <laughs> yeah, it's better at Longhorn. You're close, and you can smell it, and 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 they fight. <laughs> it's, it's a lot better. It's a lot better at Longhorn. But uh, yeah, you race with head injuries at Longhorn. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I don't remember a nurse like that at Longhorn. No, Do you? I don't remember a nurse or a doctor. I've never had a nurse or a doctor look like that in my lifetime. Yeah, that, that makes me want to go bang my head up against the wall over here. Like the, that's going to be my doctor. I'm like, my, my head is really bothering me here at the moment. Let me let me run head on into this wall and, and see if a nurse, whatever her name is, uh, can. What's her name? Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Yeah, bring her out here. So so I'm assuming. Wait, that- Ty, you've seen Days of Thunder, haven't you? I have not. What? We got to get him hooked up on I've all heard, this. I've heard. You've got to see Days of Thunder to understand the references we're talking about now. Okay. We'll yeah, have I'll, movie I'll, night, guys. Some, some homework. We'll, we'll, we'll have movie night. I think it's on Netflix. Is it? I'm sure. It might be. I'm sure it is. Well, I got kicked off my Netflix account. That, mine mine that was all messed up. Stuff. Yeah, mine was all messed up the other day. I had to actually call them. I had to call them, and, and they're like, oh, here's what you do. And they walked me through it, and, I mean, it was pretty simple to do. I mean, uh, I felt like a, a dummy after I called him because I probably could have figured it out. But I think it was one of those things where it had been a long day, if you know what I mean. And, and it was, um, I just couldn't get it to work. Hmm. And I was like, my kids are sharing passwords. But no, it wasn't them. Just a glitch. Oh, well, that's good. Great customer service. Nice young lady there. I gave her a, a 10 or whatever you do at the uh, little three-minute uh, questionnaire there uh, at the end of the uh, the call. Um, so so here's Days of Thunder 2. So, so it'll probably be Cole Trickle has a, a Hall of Fame career, uh, wins, uh, I don't know, four to five championships, 83, 84 races, uh, retires, goes to the TV booth, and then becomes majority or part owner in the in the best NASCAR team of them all. That sounds familiar. Does sound familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, sounds like <laughs> sounds almost like Jeff Gordon. <laughs> yeah, those dudes, those dudes looked alike back in the day too. Well, that's when Gordon. No, Gordon still had that. No, he had gotten rid of that, didn't he? No, nah, he didn't get rid of the stash, stash until like ninety five. Did you hear him say that he he like wanted to be like senior? He's like, I wanted to have the gargoyles and I wanted to have that mustache. I'm like, dude, you you needed a lot more hair to grow in that mustache. Mm, good, good lord! Yikes! Places for races, my friend. Uh, right, quick before we go, Truck Series at Mid Ohio, the road course, twelve thirty on FS1 Xfinity Series tonight from Atlanta, seven p.m. on USA tomorrow. Formula One British GP eight fifty five a.m. ESPN two. IMSA the Chevy GP from Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. 11 a.m. Network NBC and Peacock, and then the Cup Series tomorrow night uh, from Atlanta at 6 p.m. on USA. Good stuff. Check out the action. Hot Atlanta, Formula One, all that good stuff. Find you some streaming services, too. You'll find good racing around the country every damn day. We're back next Saturday, live local digital on the Horn App and at hornfm.com. It's Revved Up ATX.